0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 1438 today. Scoundrel business, it's our update after the third weekend of Solo A Star Wars stories box office release. Punch it, Chewie. Hello, everybody. I'm Greg Proofs. You may know me as Fode from The Phantom Menace. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. I love you, Alan. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. All right, so here we are. It's Monday morning, and the box office numbers... well, all right, <laughs> let me step back and say I'm actually recording this on Sunday afternoon, so we're actually looking at the box office estimates for Solo's Star Wars story, but one thing is pretty clear, just period, paragraph, end of story. Solo is no longer the top movie at the box office. That would be courtesy Ocean's 8, knocking them down with a I guess best in series opening it opens stronger than any of the oceans 11 12 or 13 movies which is pretty awesome so I guess there's room enough for oceans 8 9 and 10 for them to fill in the gap in the numbering system but be that as it may we're really more interested in talking about solo here because it's a star wars podcast congrats to oceans 8 just in general hey anyway but We're talking 15 million over the weekend estimated for Solo A Star Wars Story, which brings its domestic total to about 176 million, and worldwide it is cracked at the 300 million mark, around 312 million or so by estimates, and... Unfortunately, just the way the predictions are running, it may end up being the lowest grossing Star Wars movie of all time, at least as far as the first box office release. Not that you need to qualify it further, but apparently Empire Strikes Back is the lowest box office release Star Wars live action movie to date, as far as, you know, not counting the re-releases or the um, special edition releases or anything like that. But it doesn't look like Solo is actually going to make it past Empire. Empire at this point. And I'm going to say this over and over again because I don't know how else to say it, but... Man, it's a bit of a shame because I saw it again on Saturday night. I took Scorekeeper Declan with me and we watched it again. So I think it's actually his third time as well. And we laughed throughout the movie. We enjoyed the heck out of it. We had the theater mostly to ourselves and in our little eight theater town or eight, you know, eight movie, eight screen movie theater in our town, it was actually in the number eight spot. And I can't imagine it's going to be lasting in the theater longer just based on the dollars that it's pulling and the fact that we have. The Incredibles coming out this weekend, and Jurassic World coming out next weekend, so if you're going to see Solo anymore in the theaters, I think you really got to go see it sometime before Friday, otherwise you may miss your opportunity to see it once more on the big screen. But again, it's still just a fun ride, and I can't tell you how many people, you know, I've talked to you about how many people have said to me how much they love the movie, just, you know, non-Star Wars, you know, fans, right? Just people who go to movies in general and who like Star Wars for entertainment, but aren't really committed in that same way. How many people like it? But in particular, the train heist scene. I've heard so many wonderful things about that particular scene. How incredible that was. How many people thought that that was one of the best action scenes that they've seen in many, many years. I've seen movie critics, talk about how it's one of the most coherent action movie scenes, and that's, you know, what movie critics say. Like, it's wholly understandable. Like, it's actually well thought out and sequenced and all that stuff. So, fantastic. I mean, there's so much that's good about it. It's just a shame that it's not getting the viewership that it deserves. So, to that point, there is still a lot of hand-wringing about the whys and the wherefores, and I talked last week about a, you know, a movie industry analyst who, you know, works in stock market stuff saying that he thought the marketing was an issue and he listed out reasons why and Scott Mendelson from Forbes actually got a bee in his bonnet <laughs> to some degree and wrote a rebuttal specifically about that and talked about how, no, it's not that, it's because it was just an okay movie and it wasn't an event movie and that people weren't really interested in prequel movies, that there's a lot of hand-wringing about, no, never make a young actor prequel movie or anything like that. And I gotta say, I don't necessarily agree with that because there are a fair amount of examples of prequels with new people taking on characters and it works out just fine. Probably the best, most recent example of that would be X-Men First Class, which was a very well-received movie, and it continued to get the X-Men franchise rolling. They didn't have Patrick Stewart, they didn't have Ian McKellen, and it was instead... Oh, what's his face? Um, Michael Fassbender as Magneto and James McAvoy as Xavier. So, you know, you had other characters playing the younger versions of the X-Men, and nobody got in a twist about that and it did just fine. Maybe it's just because the reviews were better on it or something? I don't know. But there's a whole prequel category at Box Office Mojo that shows you exactly how well prequels do. And incidentally, Star Wars has four of the top five spots as far as overall box office performance for prequels with Rogue One and the original prequels. Minions is the only one that is in there in that top five that isn't a Star Wars movie. But hey, young Obi-Wan Kenobi, young Anakin Skywalker, right? Prequels absolutely did well. So there's no reason to think that a prequel movie with a young major character being played by a different actor who played the original character would not do well in the Star Wars universe. And heck, even in Rogue One, we had a young Mon Mothma situation and she was played by Genevieve O'Reilly. So yeah, there's absolutely a reason to do young movies within the Star Wars universe. So you know, just an unfortunate situation, I guess, more than anything else. But even when Solo goes out of the theaters, we're not going to be done talking about Solo because there's some stuff about Solo, the movie, that we have not discussed here in the podcast that I think is worth discussing, and so we will definitely do that. And, and... Where'd it go? where to go? Oh, yeah, I just got this. Whoops! right? So I just got the solo a star Wars story official guide from DK publishing. And so I'm sure there are some very interesting secrets in there that you might be of interest to you as well. So we will be checking those out in the coming days, weeks, months, and so on. But that is going to do it for the podcast today for the scoundrel business update on solo, a star Wars story. All right. I'm going to take a quick break and then we will do last Jedi trivia. When I come back, stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, no sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do, so please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. So last time I asked you what action, what significant action, let's clarify, Paige Tico takes before she delivers that final kick that gets the remote control to fall down to her and that is grabbing and holding her automok medal. and today's question for you what specific event like what particular event is the reason why there was only one resistance bomber left to drop bombs on that dreadnought and that is going to do it for the podcast today thank you so much for listening as always make sure you go see solo in theaters while you still can and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before your head gets stuck on a battle droid body, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a series of bad puns, it's Destiny Unleashed.